Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to episode 100 of Luke 21 Radio. We are in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10, which by some commentators' accounts, we are one verse away from the very middle of the book of Revelation. I've entitled this episode, Now is the Kingdom. You know, early this morning, I basically went ballistic. I was reading a forceful, faithful, perceptive, and timely book just published by a conservative Catholic publisher on the crisis of clerical homosexuality in the Catholic Church. And I was reading this book nearing the end, and it was, I thought this, this was such a tremendous message that needs to be heard far and wide. But as I neared the end of the book, I read that we need to be careful to maintain a special separation of church and state since Christ's kingdom is not of this world. Well, that last statement sent me out of this world because the idea that Christ's kingdom has nothing to do with the practical affairs of our world especially Christ's kingdom not having anything to do with civil government, is a dangerous and damaging heresy. This notion comes from a lot of folks reading a misleading translation of John chapter 18 and verse 36 in the New American Bible. And here's how it translates this verse. My kingdom does not belong to this world. Now, if you read that and you happen to be living in America, happen to have a political worldview of a radical separation of church and state, well, that just kind of settles it, doesn't it? Well, (laughs) this is actually very, very simple, and it's amazing how many conservative Catholic commentators and broadcasters and blogs and homilists don't get this. In John 18, 36, when Jesus says, my kingdom does not ek from this world, does not ek in Greek, is a simple preposition that denotes its origin or derivation. In other words, my kingdom does not find its origin in this world. He was talking to Pilate. Pilate said, are you a king, Jesus? And Pilate was thinking of a kingship like his. Jesus's kingship derived not from the world, not by killing and subjecting peoples to your mighty empire armies. No, my kingdom derives its power from heaven. It's not ek. It's 
not of this world in a sense. It doesn't find its origin of this world. But to say it has nothing to do with this world or has to be separated from this world is about as far away as you could get from Christianity. Why do we pray thy kingdom come if we don't want it to come? This is the heart of what it means to be a faithful Christian in in the world. St. Augustine said this so well in his commentary on John. He goes like this, He does not say, my kingdom is not in this world, but it is not of this world. It is not derived from this world. So let's now go to Revelation 12.10, the verse that is one verse before the heart of the entire book of Revelation. And in a certain sense, it's setting it up because we're going to spend an episode on Revelation 12.11 but you're not going to understand what the heart of the entire book of Revelation is unless you understand the verse before it, 12.10. It goes like this, and I heard a loud voice, a mega voice. Think of a megaphone, um, a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. You know, in the Navy, I remember before any important announcement, it would go like this over the loudspeakers throughout the ship. Now hear this. Now hear this. Now, this is what the book of Revelation is saying. A loud voice in heaven is saying, now hear this. Now the salvation of power and kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. Now, in all fairness, I need to acknowledge that there are two aspects to the presence of Christ's kingdom on earth. And I explained to you in earlier episodes the dynamic and understanding biblical prophecy of already and not yet. Already means there is currently in the present age, the striking reality of what is going to come in even a fuller form at the end of time. Revelation is telling us throughout the book, remember there are two complementary themes through the whole book of Revelation, kingship and worship, and worship is based on kingship. And it's the present reality of Christ's kingship, which is being referred to in Revelation 12.10, because what's going to be happening, there's going to be a lot of opposition to Christ's kingship on earth until the not yet, until the second coming, until all enemies are basically moved off the scene entirely. But that is just the final mopping up. The reason there's a conflict in this age because the kingdoms which derive their authority from this world are going to be in stark opposition to Christ's kingdom that derives its authority from heaven itself. Now, what is the now then? The now salvation is referring to something at the, the not yet, the future, or is it referring to something that comes right into the midst of history? Well, there's a companion verse in the Gospel of John to Revelation 12.10. St. John wrote Revelation. St. John wrote John 12. In John 12 and verse 31, this is quoting Jesus, 
Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. As the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible says, very simply, the defeat of evil at the turning point of salvation history is when Christ mounted the cross and cast out the ruler of this world. So when Revelation 12.10 is saying, now is the salvation and power and kingdom of our God, it's when he went to the cross and defeated and cast out the ruler of the world. The Navarre Bible says a similar thing. With the ascension of Christ into heaven, the kingdom of God is established. So the now of Revelation 12.10 does not mean not yet. It means now. So the big question, the really big question, the really big question which will determine the future of most of the nations in the modern world, including the United States of America, is this. Does Christ's kingdom have anything to do with life in the present age? In particular, does Christ's kingdom have anything to do with civil government during this age? Or to phrase the question in another way, does the kingdom of God in this present age have to do with the four walls of the sanctuary or the four corners of the earth? Now, we need to do some remedial work in order to understand the entire book of Revelation. And that remedial work has to do with the presence of Christ's kingdom and how it will affect civil government. I remember in college when I first started learning Greek, our professor was very gracious because he assumed due to modern education, and I'll confess I was right along with needing what he did for us, he realized that we were coming to Greek without an adequate understanding of English grammar. And you have to understand the grammar of the language you know so that you can learn the grammar of the language you don't know. So our remedial work in learning Greek was really learning our English better. So if you want remedial work, and if you're living in the United States of America or one of the modern states, you are going to need a papal encyclical entitled Quas Primus, Q-U-A-S-P-R-I-M-A-S. It's an encyclical on the kingship of Christ by Pope Pius XI in 1925. And you basically are not going to be understanding the book of Revelation while holding Thomas Jefferson's view of the separation of church and state. Here are a few passages from Quas Primus by Pope Pius the 11th. His empire includes not only Catholic nations, not only baptized persons and those cut off from the Catholic Church by her schism, but also all those who are outside the Christian faith, so that truly the whole of mankind is subject to the power of Christ. Nor is there any difference in this matter between the individual and the family, or the state. For all men, whether collectively or individually, are under the dominion of Christ. 
with God in Christ excluded from political life, with authority derived not from God, but from man, you know, kind of the thing about the government of, by, and for the people, the very basis of that authority has been taken away. The result is that human society is tottering to its fall because it no longer has a secure and solid foundation. Nations will be reminded by the annual celebration of this feast, that is the feast of Christ the King, which this papal encyclical established, which is celebrated now at the very end of the church year, and you will probably not be hearing in most homilies anything to do with Christ's kingship over civil governments. But the very encyclical that established this feast says that Christ's kingship is not only for private individuals, but also for rulers and princes who are bound to give public honor and obedience to Christ. This feast will call to mind the thought of the last judgment, wherein Christ, who has been cast out of public life, despised, neglected, and ignored, will most severely avenge these insults. For his kingly dignity demands that the state should take account of the commandments of God and of Christian principles, both in making laws and administering justice, and also in providing for the young a sound moral education. But even prayers gone, sodomy and transgender bathrooms are in when Christ the King is removed from public life. So what's ahead in the book of Revelation? It's very simple. There's going to be a union of religion and state but it'll be under the Antichrist. And the entire key verse for the entire book of Revelation is Revelation 12:11. If necessary, we give our lives as a faithful testimony that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords, both now and forever. I'm Steve Wood, your host. You've been listening to episode 100 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.